you were lucky. When my dad got home, he used to come home and he used to kill us. <laughs> yeah, you were lucky. When my dad, we used to wake up in the morning, he'd kill us. And then he'd make us dig our own graves and then get us up to go to school. We'd have to walk to school uphill. Then when we'd finish school, we'd have to walk home uphill. And we'd go home and dad would kill us again. We get it. It's grim up north, right? Fuck off. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Omcast. My name is Dom. It's one half of the Omcast. I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hello there. Hello. In this episode, we're talking about Werewolves Within, a video game adaptation directed by Josh Rubin and starring <laughs> Sam Richardson. Yeah. Yeah, it's a video. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a video game adaptation. Yeah. And now I'm just laughing because I completely forgot we were doing this and thought we were doing Suicide Squad. We've done that. Yeah, I know. That's why I just remembered. That's why I was laughing at myself. <laughs> Did it? Silly old, silly old man. He's out. Oh, <laughs> we did, it was like a week ago. We, we spoke about it. Yeah. For about For an, an hour. hour. <laughs> we recorded it. We put it out to people. Like, <laughs> the whole thing. Anyway, yeah, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Wells Within. Yes. Um, which is this, yeah, this little sort of indie type movie, but it's based on a, on a Ubisoft uh, VR game um, yeah. called Wells Within. And it's... Um, yeah, brilliant. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think it might, I think we're saying at this point, it's probably the best video game adaptation ever um, uh, yeah. as a movie. I think you just, but like given the, the nature of what the game is, it would make sense that it would lend itself to a, to a um, movie um, quite well. Because yeah. basically the, the, what it is and the way they pitch it is that it's kind of, it's like a whodunit. Um, but the idea being that there's someone in the group who is, a, is it? But yeah, someone in the group is a werewolf. Yeah, and that is the kind of that's the point of the game. When you play the game, I don't know. Have you ever played the game? No, it was on my list for when I bought a VR, and yeah. then um, PlayStation Five came along, and I was like, "Well, I'm not getting a VR." Yeah, um, until they bring one out that works with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's literally just um, that whole sort of asking questions, figuring people out, and like yeah. people's suspicions of one another, and trying to—it's like a parlor game almost, like you know, trying to figure yeah. out who's. The, I imagine you could probably do like a, a card game version of it. Um, I think there is, there, I think there is a um, like a tabletop version of it, but also it's like so. I think like when you're playing it in VR, you can obviously see people around you, but like there are obviously like visual cues about it as well, and. Uh, and stuff in it there, which is something again that you start looking for in this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but the way they've chosen to do it is like they kind of do it as like a horror comedy. Um, yeah. And the closest thing I can compare it to is that it does feel like sort of Shaun of the Dead ish. Um, even like the way it's shot and stuff feels kind of Edgar Wrighty, and not in a bad way. Yeah. It's done really well. It's not done like in a in a um, derivative way in any way. It's very much his own no. thing. But that's the closest thing I can compare it to. Um, because it's just this, oh. yeah, it's just it's really sort of, it's sort of quirky and offbeat, and it's just basically just the idea of this um, part ranger guy played by Sam Richardson, who's brilliant, and he's the guy he was in. Um, he's sort of an up and coming comedic actor now, and he was in yeah. Tomorrow War. He was the the um, current mm. relief in that the only redeemable character in that film. Yeah, one of the only decent parts of that movie. And then they write him out of it for a massive chunk of it and then bring him back again. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 
so it's him and he the idea is that he's been stationed at this this sleepy you know uh town in sort of in i don't know where it is like colorado or alaska or somewhere you know yeah snowy america i don't know uh, <laughs> it's like midwestern yeah um and it's just he moves into town meets a bunch of colorful, colorful characters they've all got their own backstories and prejudices and all the rest of it there's like intrigue because there's meant to be a pipeline potentially coming through the town and some of the townspeople are for it some of them are against it and then they end up in this sort of survival horror situation where people are seemingly being picked off by some sort of monster yeah and you have to figure out who who it is and and everyone's who has done this yeah and then it just becomes about people's own you know people pointing fingers and their own personal prejudices and the tension ratchets up but like in a not in a serious way really it's not like knives out or anything like that it's just no um it's funny. I think, it, yeah, it's like a, it's like a more f- like Knives Out had its fun and yeah. was a bit like larger than life. But I think it's definitely, it's more in the vein of like Clue. Uh, one thing it really reminded me of was, um, I don't know if you've seen it, but I recommend it to quite a lot of people. It's Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh yeah, you and I have watched that. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, that's that's a great film actually. That's a really good show. And it, yeah, it's, it's, it reminds me a lot of that, and I just. I had so much fun with both of them because well, like where Tucker and Dale like co-ops like a lot of the expectations that you would expect within like a slasher genre and does like a big throw up of it. This doesn't do that. It doesn't like take advantage of it. It leans so heavily into like who done it materials that there are points in it when you're like, Oh, it's called werewolves within. And everyone's like, Oh, it's, uh, you know, they keep talking about like, oh, it's a werewolf or like the Wendigo and stuff like that. And then it got to a point when I was watching it and I was like, you know, there's not even going to be a fucking werewolf. Well, in well this. if there isn't a werewolf. And like, it actually, like, it does a really good job of actually keeping you guessing. I mean, there are some tropes and things in there. Like, you say, it, it's so very meta in terms of its awareness of all the, like, the whodunits mm. and the horror tropes, like little things. Like, I love the, there's a musical cue that they use over and over again. Yeah. Where it's like a jump scare and it but it's like yeah. a, it's almost like a joke it's got it reminded me of that um that sound effect from like uh metal gear solid like whoop, yeah like, the alert tone like ah, ah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. sometimes it's just it's just someone popping into frame when they didn't realize they were there or whatever it's just like but it's also like you say about that as well like the musical cues are really good and the way that it uses the sort of the conventions of the horror genre yeah and but uses them where you would expect but overuses them in a way that you'd expect that isn't making fun of it it's like it it it's so in love with that genre that it can have fun with it in a nice way it's like an in joke almost yeah exactly yeah it's like this that's what it's, i really that's really liked about it it does it in a because there are there's been a lot of in terms of genres taking to piss out themselves i think horror is another one that's up there because you obviously you got the things like scream and more recently you've obviously got you know um cabin in the woods where the whole idea is that yeah. you're sending up the tropes but i feel like this was done like you say in a much more of a homage type way it's very yeah. much in a good natured sort of ribbing kind of thing rather than yeah like skewering it or satirizing it um yeah and yeah but, but at the same time it never gets like i'm never scared in this film that's not what it's for it's no. yeah it's a comedy film uh first and foremost yeah there's nothing really scary about this film no um but having said so that, suggest- it is R-rated, so bear that in mind. Yeah, there um, are it- some scenes of gore, 
there's some gore there's a lot of swearing um, yeah and it's so it's just it um it cuts loose when it needs to um but yeah it's basically just all becomes about this sort of uh bottle episode really with these group of characters you've got you yeah. know <laughs> you've got it's like because it's a it's kind of a small cast really isn't it you never see anyone else because that's what i like the fact that it's this sort of tiny little cartoon town but it seems to consist of only like 10 people and that's it yeah. like, there must be more people live here <laughs> like they, they never really not talked about um you've got yeah you've got like the sort of the redneck couple you've got the 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 gay couple who've moved from the city and and like you're trying <laughs> to settle down and get away from it all um you've got the crazy lady who wants to open a craft store and her weird husband um yeah the sexual deviant husband yeah um you got the yeah the the oil baron who's trying to who's basically just <laughs> he, he's essentially that guy is just the texan from the simpsons yeah, that's what he is. Yeah, um, and then yeah, Olgy and, got... and no, yeah, oh, exactly. Um, and then like the the landlady, he's just like the the nice landlady who wants to make you a sandwich. Um, yeah, and that's it. And it's and oh yeah, and then obviously there's the there's the scientist who plays a great role, and they all oh, yeah, just of course. all the acting's like really like turned up to eleven. Everyone's like like over the top and silly, but it all works and it all fits. Um, and yeah, it's really it, good fun. It is really good fun. It's really brilliant. It reminds me of something like um it's a bit like Murder She Wrote, in so much as like it's it's quite self-aware and it's yeah. it's it knows it's silly, but it's going along with it and having a bit more fun. But this is like that, but turned up to eleven. Yeah, it's just that you get these moments where it's like maybe I'm a werewolf, maybe I ate, maybe I ate my own hand. You didn't eat your own hand, Dave, you idiot. Like, he just calls it out. It's like, fuck off. It's like, no, you didn't. Oh, yeah, probably, you're probably right. So even the, is there even a werewolf? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, and I think it's, I would really, really strongly recommend everyone watch this. Yeah. Because it's, it's different. It's a new IP. It's a standalone. It's not a sequel, prequel, prequel, remake, or reboot. It's modern. It's fun. It's really well made. Like, yeah, I don't want because obviously we're going to talk about spoilers in a minute. But I just want to sort of for a pre-spoiler section, like, yeah, the direction in it is great. Yeah, I love like the, and that's what again reminds me. I think I was trying to put my finger on what it is. It reminded me of, but like the camera work does remind me a bit of um, Edgar Wright. And it's that thing yeah. where he does things where he like he just he'll pan the camera like he'll be everyone will be centered in a shot and people will just pop into frame to say their lines <laughs> and then pop back out of frame again or sometimes he'll just shift the camera across so that someone can say their line and then move it back again and that yeah. just it reminds me of like if you just put the like the whooshing noises that Edgar Wright puts in <laughs> yeah. then that'll be it. Do you know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> can I get any a point? Me, you use the big word. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but it, yeah, it was brilliant. And just like, yeah, just, it's all about the shot shot selection and just the way he, he puts things in the frame. Like, again, another, I love another one where it's like, it's the scientist woman and they're all, everyone's just staring at a body and then the scientist woman just pops out from underneath. It's like, where the hell did she? It's like she was crawling along the floor just so she could pop up and say her thing that she was about to say. But it's like, it's yeah. in keeping with the character because she's just there with like a pair of a magnifying glass or whatever. She and turns just, up with a magnifying glass and a pair of tweezers. Yeah, but it's just, it's so silly and it's so like 
over like say over the top and like not real in any way that you just you you're tapped into it mm. you just go with it yeah i mean the, the movie starts with um sam richards's character driving into town and he's got like this self-help tape on on play uh, playing like helping him because he's just, like he's got this whole arc where he's being told to like man up and be more assertive by his girlfriend who isn't really his girlfriend who we never actually see or speak to um yeah but so he's got all that going on and that's like kind of his arc but he's listening to the self-help tape where it's literally just like a betty white type old lady saying now we're gonna do the exercise where you just shout balls over and over again <laughs> balls balls but and again that's a great way of just this is the tone for this movie this is like this uh... is where you're going this is this is what the level we're pitching this at in the first five minutes, and you just know where's, where you're going from there. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, it is fucking great. I just... Yeah. Oh, I really want to watch it again. Yeah, and um, in um, fairness, in terms of how we um, watched it, it's available because they didn't... Unfortunately, wasn't able to get a cinema release in the UK. Yeah. Uh, due to all the stuff that's going on at the moment. Some companies are happy to put films out, some companies aren't. Um, but as it turns out, this particular one, it's like um, Ubisoft films are like in front of it, which is uh, so that was always a bit jarring when you saw Ubisoft come up yeah. in front of a film. Um, well, so but, I was saying that the last time I saw that was Assassin's, front of Creed, Assassin's Creed, which yeah, because that can't that's not a good sign. Um, but no. what they've done is they've put it out on uh, the on like uh, they call it premium on demand. So the idea yeah. being that you can go onto things like Google Play and rent it. Um, but you can, you know, you can rent the movie in HD for four pound fifty, and like yeah. worth it. Do you know what I mean? Like compared to yeah, going to, oh god, yeah. yeah. Like I would love, would have loved to have gone to the cinema as always with you and actually seen this properly and spent the, the full amount. Yeah. on it. it would be worth it. But if you're looking for something to watch and you're, you know, and you're sick of all the streaming services, there's a much worse ways to spend less than five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, any, spend the rest of the money on pizza and yeah. snacks. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and yeah, and you'll have a really good time. Um, oh, yeah, I don't know what else to say, really. Until as we get spoilers, no, I think the one, the one think... sort of thing that I almost had a criticism about, and I kind of I'm pulling back on it now because I've done a bit of research. I did think that like all the characters are larger than life and they're a bit over the top. And there was one in particular, so they, we had the gay couple, and there's the guy, there's the, the guy who plays uh, Guillermo in, yeah. um, in what we do in the shadows, what we do in the shadows. Um, is in this and he he plays one of that couple and he's a little bit he's like a bit of a stereotype of a gay guy right. and yeah. I did think that was a bit much and then I sort of looked it up and it turns out that he himself the actor is gay yeah so, no it doesn't like just completely make it all right but at the same time it's no. sort of do you know what I mean it's like it's not a straight actor doing his impression of what yeah he gay exactly is, which is like things like that have happened in like recent times with like James Corden Jack Whitehall Jack Whitehall all that stuff yeah exactly so in that, on that instance, then it's like okay, fair enough. Um, yeah. Because like, there were a few completely. times where he just there were a couple of extra lines where I just thought that's a bit over the top in it as a bit. <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah, we was like, oh my god, it's like yeah, you're really like hamming it up as like someone told you to play gay, and now this is what you're doing, and then but mm. it turns out that that is it, and fair play to him as an actor as well because it, that's nothing like what Guillermo is like really. Like Guillermo mm. never comes across as particularly camp or anything in in um, no, and that's shadows. goes to show like the versatility of his acting. Is yeah, that absolutely. He's not somebody that's, you know, he's not somebody that's 
cast for his sexuality and he's not recognized for someone that could be he's not cast as someone that could be recognized for sexuality and you know like being being english nowadays in america is almost a synonym for being able to play gay because being a cheery english somewhat like if you're not jason satham and you don't look like jason satham or christian bale or clive owen if you're a bit posh and you're a bit funny america thinks you're gay yeah and it's like it's it's one of those sort of tough things because yeah. like, and that's not me saying the entirety of America, but like within the Hollywood sort of paradigms of like how these characters are starting to be portrayed now, and it's starting <laughs> yeah. to become it's a bit the, problematic. It's the, well, it's, it's the it goes back further, doesn't it? I think it's like it's the fop, it's the English fop that they're trying. To, it's like it reminds me, yeah. Because again, we're going off on a tangent here, but like yeah, there's the um, movie that's out at the moment, Jungle Cruise, which we haven't watched. Yeah. Um, but there's Jack Whitehall's character in that, but then I feel like he is a a um successor to things like uh john hannah's character in the mummy movies yeah who never they never went so far as to you know have him be gay in those movies but he was still very much the the english toff sort of you know little you know skinny sort of you know not not a tough bloke really sort of like yeah and that's the stereotype and then they just take that to the next level and add the sexuality element into it which was like implied but never actually outright said back in yeah. the day and now it now they are just outright saying it and calling it diversity but yeah and that's casting that's, straight actors to do it exactly and then that, and that's also like part of the the sort of the problem that exists within stuff like um you know it doesn't exist wholly within the male sort of side of things as well but also within when you look at the the popularity of like the period drama <laughs> where it's to women yeah, Satan almost almost entirely straight women. Yeah. So and yeah, that's kind of where I sort of sort of keep sort of getting quite as you know, I keep getting a bit frustrated about it and going on a bit ranty. Yeah. But um but werewolves yeah. within is not the time werewolves or, within. Nor the place. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. But also, yeah, it plays all of its characters really well. And like, yeah, I think. I can't think of any sort of problematic characters, really. I think the the sort of the in speech marks redneck guy, yeah, was a bit much in a couple of places, and then I was like, okay, that's fine, like because he's he's too stupid to live, yeah. <laughs> um, but then you're like, right, well, they are playing it up, obviously, because he is the you know the redneck, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just uh, um, it's like yeah. I think it's like one of those. There's no one who's played up more than anyone else. Like all the mm. the, the redneck stereotypes are played up just as much as any gay stereotypes or any anything else. Yeah. So it's kind of like everyone gets as good as they give. Sort of thing is a bit like um yeah. It reminds me of like the South Park sort of thesis that is like well no one's safe. Like because we're, we're, we're coming for all we'll of come, you. We'll come for everybody. So yeah, it's like but like as long as it's in keeping with the tone of this film, then we'll do it. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, should we talk spoilers? Yes, I think we should. Yes. So, spoilers, 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 spoilers. So, the main thing that I really love about this film is what it did 
to my reaction to it specifically <laughs> and how they twisted it on me. And I, I love it. Yeah. So like, we were watching it. And obviously, yeah, we rented it. So we watched it at home. So, you know, you talk every now and then. It's inevitable. You do end up speaking at some point. It's not like watching it in the cinema. But there was this moment towards the beginning of the movie where the idea is that obviously this Sam Richards character comes to town and within a day he meets the um, the um, post woman who's this like attractive 20 something um, girl who's just moved to town and then they get chatting all day long and then they end up back at like um, her like I don't know what it is like a den or something that she has access to which it's like a it's, it's like one of those seasonal it? bars, so it's yeah. like it's shut during the winter because also obviously the only the hardcore yeah. people live there in winter. Yeah, so she's in there. They got music on the jukebox. They throw it. They're doing axe throwing, and like and like it's all in black. And it's like oh, she's like the perfect woman. And then they find out they're into the exact same um, books poetry. and stuff, and they're into the same poetry. This is what got me into this. And I out loud exclaims like, "This is bullshit! I hate this." Because this happens in so many movies where it's just like, if there's a guy who's like, you know, he's broken up with his girlfriend and then he meets another girl and it turns out she's the perfect girl for him and he doesn't realise it until the end and all that shit. It's like, it's such a trope. <laughs> and it's also just, what are the odds? Like, you go into a, a, a fucking a town in butt fuck nowhere and on your first day, you just meet this put this available, single, perfect woman who's got, you've got everything in common within the world and he's just throwing herself at you and like, fuck off, that doesn't happen. Shut up. And... <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough at the end of the movie it turns out that she was the werewolf the whole way through and then she, yes. even, has, she even then has the line that she says yeah werewolves are real girls who are turned on by your poetry and your uniform and your and all that crap they're a fantasy i'm like yes that's what i was saying <laughs> i said at the beginning like, i'm fully prepared to accept that werewolves exist i just do not accept that a fucking woman like that just turns up on your doorstep when you turn up at a new town. It just doesn't happen. It's not true. <laughs> and sure enough, they knew that, and they and they they fucking yeah. got me. they got me good. I love it. I that it was, was fucking brilliant. Yeah, because <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like because we were talking about it. So I was playing Resident Evil Eight recently. Yeah, you had a similar game. thing, didn't you? Yeah, and yeah. I was like. This is bollocks. complaining about something out, yeah. that happened in it, and then it turns out that there's an explanation for it. Yeah, and I was like, because I was like, oh, this is fucking stupid. Like, even like I'm willing to believe the werewolves. I'm willing to believe the the vampire, like the werewolf and vampire analogs. But at this point, I'm like, oh, come on, like even that is a bit silly. Yeah, but then yeah, and it was the fact that we had that conversation, like. A week before, and then half an hour before, whilst we're eating dinner, watching the film, and yeah. going, "Oh yeah, by the way, it did just uh, you got to the end and explained it, and then exactly yeah. the same thing happened." Was just the yeah. most amazing symmetry. Yeah, it was perfect, and it was just like, and yeah, it was just, because they know as well. Because I think what it is, is that I bought into it, and if they hadn't made the twist, it, I would have completely accepted the fact that they just did that trope. And it's like, yeah. yeah, he moved to a new town and he found the girl of his dreams. And then it would have been like the, yeah, they would have cut. Manic to a year. Pixie dream girl. Yeah, it would have been, they would have cut to a year later and they'd be living together and they'd be going out hunting werewolves in the, in the night or whatever. <laughs> and Joe, but they, but they was reading poetry to one another, but like that could have quite easily legitimately been the end of it because that is, that trope is so well worn now. The idea of just meeting the perfect person for you and it's, you know, 
yeah. all the stars align. It's just like, yeah, I get, I've, I've seen it so many times in movies that I was just completely oh, like rolling my eyes. I, I know they're going to do that. And it turns out they didn't. They pulled the rug out from under you. <laughs> yeah. And it was fucking brilliant. And she and she's great as well. I have to, um, what's the name of the actress? Um, Milana Vantrub. Vantrub? I don't know. I sure. can't. I can't pronounce that properly. Yeah, but she's friends over there. Otherwise, I'd look it up. Um, and she's in This Is Us, apparently, which I've never watched, but it, lots of people like it. Um, but oh. yeah, she she was great in this um, and sort of play all the different aspects of it because they even get into, like, they have the whole, they have that night and then, you know, then his phone goes off and he fucks it all up. Um, so then she's pissed yeah. off with him and he has to work his way, you know, charm his way back to where he was and all the rest of it. And, and he's they play on his way back with his yeah. bravery against but it's the like, werewolves. It, it kind of, yeah. But again, it sets itself up for like what you think is, is where you think it's all going. Yeah. And it keeps even right to the very end when like he's in mortal danger, she's still like, don't die because I really like you. And you like completely bought into it. Yeah. That's um, one thing that I did want to raise actually. Because like, why is it that even up until that point that she was doing that i don't know but i think because she was doing i think what she said was part of her big sort of bad guy monologue was the idea is that she wanted to keep all the bodies um on ice on ice so yeah. she could have food through through spring so maybe that was part of mm. it but i don't know um she was always gonna kill him i suppose but maybe she just didn't want to do it like yeah i just couldn't there was like a bit of motivation as to why she took him in there too and then was like no don't die and stuff like that like yeah, that, that was the sort of thing that the only thing that sort of really threw me off throughout the whole film. But yeah, I'm not really that fast. Like, no, and I mean, we both we had like even, and that's the other thing. Like, we 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 often will see things coming. We were literally just having this conversation off air about how you'll explain the entire plot of the movie before it happens. Um, and wind your girlfriend up because she, she just wants to watch a movie. Um, and yeah. you and I, because we've seen so many movies and we're so into all this, we can see all the telegraphed stuff coming a mile away. Yeah. But this somehow managed to do like subvert all of that. And there were times during the movie where I was like, right, well, clearly the scientist is the werewolf then. Or clearly this bloke's yeah. the werewolf. Or clearly that bloke's the werewolf. And like it changed a couple of times. I was like, it's because they know, it's because he's playing with the tropes. Yeah. and he knows them well enough like the little things like yeah it was like the scientist wasn't it where she goes I just need more time pause to, to work <laughs> and it's like alright oh, yeah she, she's sus she's, she's well sus then they even like at one point get you thinking that it could be Sam Richardson's character because he's like well hang on yeah. you were in the same towns at the same time and you start getting worried about him and like and then the, the, the fact that it's even it's Cecily it's the, the actual werewolf who's bringing that up and it's like, or she yeah. and pin it on him. And it's like, yeah. And it genuinely, I thought I, any way it could have gone, I reckon like they could have been, oh, what if it is Sam? And it has been him the whole time. And like the that, whole time, yeah, we, yeah, that would be a proper twist for us to think that this guy, the reason that is all happening now is because he's just come to town. It's like, yeah, that would work. There's so many yeah. different scenarios that would have worked. Um, and they're, they set them up well enough that they're all plausible and you would have bought into any of them. Yeah. And it again, that's one of the things that keeps you going, isn't there? Like, I'd, I'd love for there to have been so the equivalent of like what they did with Cluedo, so or Clue as it's in, in America, um, the Tim Curry version. So they made a video game based on the board game, uh, made a film based on the board game, mm. 
and it's really good it's really fun it's really silly really throws up and knows exactly what it's doing but with that they filmed like a bunch of endings yeah and then in the cinema like they had different endings yeah that's cool what i'd like to see was if they could have there would have been if that would have been cool if they could have done it in this yeah because that's obviously the idea behind the video game is that obviously you play it and it won't ever be the same person twice because it's the, the idea of the game um but like even though i like the fact that they had it wasn't just a case of a werewolf going around killing everybody like there were some brutal deaths that were just caused by <laughs> it was just the the people turning on each other yeah like towards the end they were just literally people were just fucking straight up murdering each other <laughs> yeah and that's <laughs> where i was saying to you i was like oh maybe they're not gonna maybe we're the werewolf <laughs> maybe werewolves oh which is sorry sorry um sequel to what we do in the shadows i've just ripped off your well sequel. they need to hurry up and make it so yeah um if they ever actually get around to making that then that's what that'll be called but um are being big shots in hollywood now aren't they yeah um there's going to be another jumanji where uh reese darby's going to be in that jermaine i don't know what he's doing but tiger's doing another thor and having a three-way relationship with rita aura and tess thompson I was literally talking to someone about that yesterday and explaining that was what really? was going on. Yeah. <laughs> so I had, to, I, had to, I had to get that photo to explain that this is what was happening. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, gossip aside, uh, yeah. um, Werewolves Within is fucking brilliant film. Yeah, brilliant, well acted, well, really well directed. I'm, I'm going to be really interested to see what this guy does going forward, the um, director, because mm. he clearly is one of these, yeah, he, like I say, he could be... Uh, a contemporary of someone like Edgar Wright, who's like a, a filmmaker yeah. who's just loves film. Um, and you, that is evident in the way that he is able to play with all the different tropes and stuff here. Um, yeah. So the guy's name is uh, Josh Rubin. Um, yeah. And I think this is like his feature film sort of debut. I think, I think there's a few different like, TV uh, shows. He did one before called Scare Me. Yeah. Scare Me. Um, and then, uh, yeah, which has got Aya Cash in it. It's, yeah. it's him himself and Aya Cash from okay. Boys. Right. Stormfront from the boys, and it's like uh, these two strangers meet in a both they're both writers and they meet in this lodge and get snowed in. She is also a writer and she tells him off for being not a very good writer, and then they explain these stories to one another, and then chaos ensues. Um, yeah. but yeah, so it's again, it's a similar, like, uh, sort of postmodernist. Uh, understanding of how films work and especially like really understanding the genre and really loving the genre and taking care to sort of work within that. Actually, I think I know, I've just figured out, because I just looked him up as an actor as well, as I realised well, I recognise him from now. It's like mm-hmm. he was, um, he's a big part of uh, College Humour. Oh, okay. On, on YouTube, which obviously were a massive. Um, oh, and, yeah. And he did loads of sketches for them. Is like I remember there being there's like one where it's like the seven girls you date during college. And okay. It's, and it's the guy like looking at you. He was absolutely knackered by all the. And it's just uh, all it is is just a um a voiceover explaining you know the experience that he just had. So he never speaks, but that is him. That's Josh Rubin. Right. <laughs> um, but like okay. the fact that like yeah that makes sense coming from college humor background whereby that literally all they do in college humor is like you know send up tropes you know look at things like the um yeah. the don Cheadle um captain planet sketches and stuff like that yeah um they know that it's, it's skewering pop culture or understanding the tropes of pop culture is their bread and butter so for him to come from that and start making these kind of movies is like perfect 
That makes yeah, so much sense. Really fucking works, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, so there you go. That's yeah, it kind of ramps it up. For me, kind of really. ramps it up. Um, so we will be back next week and talk about something else. We've got a couple of different options. Um, we've got, so in a couple of weeks, actually, it's, yeah, it's, a bit, it's a bit early yet, but we've got um, Candyman is coming at the end of this month. Yeah. Um, so we're just talking about potentially doing a bit of a grand rewatch of the old Candyman movies, which I've never seen. Um, and you've got some stories to tell about your first watching of them. Um, so oh, we yeah. Can, we can talk about those. Um, but then in terms of like new releases, there is <laughs> the much anticipated free guy is out in cinemas on Friday. Yeah. So I feel like we should just go and see it because if I see I that fucking if I see that trailer one more time, I'm gonna fucking scream. Um or the yeah. more I see the trailer, the less I want to see the film. I know, but it's one of those things where like so I don't so I want to go and see the film before I get to a point where I'm just livid with it before it starts. It's one of those, yeah, it's it's the same with like No Time to Die. It's one of those ones where it's been delayed for so fucking long that it's just like, yeah. it's just, it, you've already, you're already done with it before you've even watched it. And it's, yeah. I completely get that. I'm just, I'm sick of, the, it's the song. I can't remember what it is. It's yeah. Sweet Medicine or whatever the fuck it's called. But if I hear that song one more time, I'm like, I associate it with that trailer. I hear the first bars of it and go, oh, fuck, it's that fucking Ryan Reynolds trailer again, isn't it? <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> Um, but having said all that, now that it's out, it's getting some really positive reviews and people saying it's actually really good fun and really sort of just up the it's sort of light and just a fun film. Um, so I'm up for that. Sounds sounds good to me. Yeah, fuck um, it. Let's give it a shot. So and it's got not? Jodie Comer in it. So Jodie Comer, Taika Waititi. Yeah, I'm sure it'd be fine. Um, so we'll give that a go uh, and report back on that. Um, so yeah, man. We'll let you know about that one uh, and what we're going to do after that. And thanks for listening to this one, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, bye. Hey, hey, got got a good joke for you. What's that? It's my my dad's favorite joke. Oh God, it says, uh, "Hey, I uh, I used to be a werewolf, but I'm okay now." You're welcome. I'm going to stop recording now because I need to shout at you. <laughs>